0: (laughs) Translation, welcome to Cranked and Ranked. It is uh, the second part of our two-part Cannibal Corpse discography ranking. And um, last time it was a blast. Um, some of you have been commenting and, and uh, saying that it was hilarious. And, and I, I, lo- I love <laughs> when we're able to make other people laugh. Um, I almost feel like it makes me want to go back and be like, oh, man, maybe we should have tried to be funny on all of our episodes. I mean, maybe we are <laughs> occasionally. But I feel like last time we were on fire. I, I feel like I feel like
1: it, it just it it's always that it's funniest when it happens naturally. You don't yeah. want to don't want to force it too much. You know, you you forced you forced the laughter, then died. Yeah, that's
0: <laughs> that's why I never that's why I never really got into things like. Uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 Where where it just feels like dudes That are constantly having to make a joke Every couple minutes and I'm all like Sometimes it just feels <laughs> a little like that You didn't, that wasn't a very good joke You just threw that in there because you needed to fill some space <laughs> Anyway um, So yeah, Cannibal Corpse Part 2 And we are Cranked and Ranked um, If you're joining us for the first time We rank rock and metal um, Discographies and other type lists Um and uh with me uh, oh sorry, me, me, old head, aka Steven, with me always is Eddie Sparks, hello sir. yo, yo Adrian, <laughs> um hey, yo Adrian, I you. That, why isn't there see see here's the thing is that there's so many sort of jokey bands like on the internet why isn't there a death metal band where the guy just does a really slurred Sylvester Stallone thing over the music the whole time cuz it's just the same as you know you get those bands where it's like this is some brutal slam and the the vocals are always like yeah and I, <laughs> That was, that really was pretty. Good. That was pretty good. Because yeah. that's what you do. You breathe. You bri- it's 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 it's, it's, uh, it's inward singing, as 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 Jack Black once said.
1: Yeah, it's the inhale stream. <laughs> okay. I used to do a pre- pretty good death chord brie back in my back in my twelve year old days.
0: <laughs> 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 so really, there should there should be all these different death metal bands with just that should be a thing like somebody who does impressions just do songs with different celebrity voices (laughs) you know have you ever have you ever seen uh austrian death machine i've uh, I've heard them uh, it's been a very long time though
1: yeah yeah the arnold schwarzenegger and spoil uh inspired thrash band (laughs) yeah
0: um the fucking cool i just remember <laughs> enjoying their album covers more than the music but i guess that's yeah you know, that's just me um it seems like bands that are supposed to be funny never quite live up to you know repeated listens it's always like yeah this is great we'll do something else
1: yeah it's it's weird like there's bands that can be funny and then there's bands that are parody bands like you know, for example, Mr. Bungle on a parody band, but there's a lot of humor in what they do. Yeah, Like, that's the stuff that stands the test of time. Because it's like, oh, it's, it's that part in Egg where it does that funny skank beat. Yeah. You can't help but smile. Yeah. But, like, it doesn't come off... Um, like it's taking the piss out of anything it just sounds fucking funny and cool at the
0: same time according to some <laughs> mr bungle fans that all that's all it is is them taking the piss out of everything which i guess if you want to look at things that way that's a sad life but you know <laughs> to each their own but uh, but today you know what it's it's a, it's a it's a joyous occasion because we are going to be talking about um it's the top 6 is what we're doing today top 7 7 top, top 7 cannibal corpse album 7 to number 1 all bangers in my opinion um, I think oh, we, yeah. we we reached Banger Central in the last episode already. Um, yeah. So um, yeah. So let's just go ahead and fucking kick things into gear with uh, with Eddie's number seven Cannibal Corpse album. Okay.
1: So my number seven Cannibal Corpse album is Wretched Spawn. Nice. Good one. Which which is probably the uh, most is it the most graphic of their album covers?
0: It's certainly one of them. It depends on what you're what you're considering graphic because I think the newest one with a baby being ripped in half that's a little that's more true. gruesome. than but the the way this one is drawn with the creature popping out of the woman and she's I mean there's you know there's things coming out of a vagina in this image so that's pretty hardcore. Full last demon. Yeah. <laughs> it's,
1: <laughs> yeah. It's 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 pretty. Uh it's pretty intense yeah it's definitely it's definitely one of one of the uh one of the upper ones in terms of uh grossness but yeah it, yeah the f- there's some there's some killer tracks on here uh severed head stoning is a ripping opener like they're throwing <laughs> yes, severed heads right, right at off the head. bat
0: with the song <laughs> title severed head stoning <laughs> that would and you know what? That would fuck that kill a motherfucker. You throw somebody's head yeah. at somebody else and it hits them in their head, then they're yeah, I mean, like, they're dead. Re- Realistically, how many uh how many projectile headbutts can a person sustain before they succumb to their injuries? <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel Not like many. I feel like our mil- uh, the the military has been wasting their time when they they could just be saving the heads of corpses and just like <laughs> launch them at everybody. I mean that's a that's a killer idea.
1: <laughs> that's a movie right there. Bomb, just carpet bomb skulls of, like
0: <laughs> enemy positions. And the, oh um, man, I can just I can see the movie already where they come up with the with the idea of using the heads, and then the captain gets on the loudspeaker right before they're about to do it, and he goes, "Give them head!" And then the <laughs> <laughs> you're. Welcome Hollywood. That, that's going to come up in a movie because somebody's going to hear this, and I'm not going to get any credit for it whatsoever. It's going to be it's head. it's going to be the. I always thought it was funny the the movie the movie Cliffhanger, the Sylvester yeah. Stallone movie. Have you ever seen that? Um, no, but I've been meaning to. It's great, but the thing that I always thought was fascinating about it is that you know usually. In the credits, in the beginning, it'll say story written by so-and-so or based on a novel by so-and-so. But the beginning of of Cliffhanger says based on a premise by so-and-so. And And I always just imagine like, what does that mean? Like, did you, were they just at a bar? And this one guy was like, man, Stallone on the edge of a cliff. Oh, man, we're making that movie. Your name's going on the credits because that's your premise, buddy. Anyway, hell yeah. So anyway, I thought, so <laughs> so maybe they could give me a premise credit. Like once they get to the head part, they'll be like, "Head part was a, was based on a premise <laughs> by Old Head." Oh, get it? Oh man, the it's not uh. it's not lost on me. <laughs> now that now that I mention it, that should be my slogan. It should be if I make t shirts, I don't know if anyone would buy a t shirt, but it should just have you know my face on it, and it should say "Give 'em head" on it. <laughs> I like it. That's, ama- that's amazing. I love that. We've, got, we've gotten through one song so far, so let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Um,
1: we've got uh, Psychotic Precision. I have to say, like so far in the catalog at this point, this is the most intelligible any of the vocals have been. Like, yeah. At, at, by this album, um, in stark contrast to the ooh, 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 Kind of stuff from the Chris Barnes era, like you can actually pick out what's being said, yeah. I mean, the production in, in on this album songs. is
0: pretty clean, like, it's everything's very yeah. clear on this, yeah.
1: Like, uh, even in the title, like, precision, like, everything's very clear, yeah. Uh, decency defied, good god, this one you is awesome. Mark Pre- your skin, it gives you pleasure. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> perfect mid tempo skull crushing riff awesome um frantic disembowelment yes how, how any <laughs> mortal being played this is beyond me this my is... jaw sp- spent the entire song stuck to the fucking yeah, floor that's
0: the one there's that there's the clip that's online from the i think it's from the dvd that came with this of them tracking that song with no vocals and that is the clip i would always send anyone that would ever because people have literally said it doesn't take any talent to play death metal. I'm like, it doesn't take talent. What the fuck are you on about? And I would just send it to them and be like, okay, try it. You want to, you want to tell me that like, what are they doing? Are they just fucking making noise? No, there's, these are some talented motherfuckers, but that song is just, it's a, it's a fucking beast. There's a part about halfway through it
1: where, um, he, is it Pat O'Brien? Pat O'Brien's on this Yeah and he's changing
0: um he's changing power cord positions like yes. he's made of fucking liquid yeah he's yeah he's, <laughs> <laughs> if i didn't know yeah. better i would think that it, the, if you just turned off the volume i would think that we were watching it in fast forward cuz his hand is moving yeah. so fast it's ridiculous i i found a, a fuck
1: i i feel so bad because i can't remember the name but i found this uh video of a of a girl covering it yeah and watching her play it, because th- the quality of the Cannibal Corpse, uh, them playing it, isn't very good by today's standards. It's from, like, 2006, yeah. and it's been uploaded since 2006, so it looks like it was recorded with a potato. <laughs> but <laughs> the, th- the thing is, like, being able to see with, like, 60 frames per 60 fps quality seeing the hand moving it's like she's a fucking t1000 going around (laughs) this fretboard and i'm thinking how the hell do you even start to think about playing that let alone composing something so
0: fucking Uh, horrifyingly (laughs) intense and awesome like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's um, that's that's a that's a Pat O'Brien composition right there. So it's like mm. he he's that that's the reason why he I miss him being in the band, even though I think that Eric Rutan's doing a great job. But mm. Pat O'Brien is uh is just one of those guitar players that I would just watch him do his thing. And I'd be like, man, that guy is fucking he just makes really difficult shit look really easy. And that's yeah. that's that's the mark of a great guitarist to me the The shocking thing
1: about this, though, is apparently I, I heard. I don't know how true this is because I haven't like dove deep into it, but I can believe it. Um, how this song was only ever played live once because it's just that fucking hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like, even listening to it. I remember thinking, "Wow, that sounds really hard," and then I watched it and I was like. I didn't say, "Oh, that's how you play
0: it." I was even more confused because yeah. I thought, "How? Eh? Huh? The hell is happening?" Yeah. <laughs> there's there are some bands that I think that there's always people in the audience, me being one of them, where like it's I'm not moving, I'm not moshing or doing anything, I'm watching. You're just. Like, I remember when I saw I saw Gore Guts the last time. I, this was a few years ago, maybe like five years ago. And I just remember watching the luke the the main guitar player playing a couple of the songs and being like what is he playing i don't don't know what that is but that's fascinating to me yeah absolutely
1: mind-blowing shit um but then you get the the wretched spawn awesome title track Cyanide Assassin. Yeah. Now I have I have a little light analogy here. Bear with me. Okay. Cyanide Cyanide Assassin has a mental, horrifying harmonized tech death riff, and I call it a beast swarm riff because every time I hear something that sounds like it. It reminds me of someone being in a bee swarm. Like, ah, fuck! Look at all oh. these bees. Like, there's a like there's that kind a of thing. there's a
0: song we'll talk about on one of my albums. I'm going to talk about where that has one of those riffs where it just sounds yeah. like you're being attacked by bees.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's fucking frightening how they come up with some of these harmonies as well. Like, because it it doesn't feel melodic, but there's a lot of melodic stuff going on. Even if it does, just feel like you're being pounded. Yeah um but yeah then you get festering in the crypt is slow and crushing mm-hmm. N- nothing left to mutilate another absolute
0: all-out pummeling here now, here, here it, comes here yeah here comes one of my favorites <laughs> yeah
1: it, here comes possibly the uh I would say this is definitely a contender for the best song title on this the album. This is the
0: one this song title where I I audibly go ow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's
1: because I think it's just because it's so relatable as well. I guess so. Uh it, for for those for those who don't know it's uh, blunt force castration <laughs> and uh <laughs> For all our male listeners, we, we all wince at that idea. Because, um, like,
0: I mean, like, cu- cutting oh. cutting cutting off your dick is seems already painful enough, but bl- with blunt force, it's like <laughs> just bashing it off. Like Pro- oh. probably with some kind of dull instrument. It's not blunt force with a sharpened knife. It's probably some sort of a sharpened yeah. rock that's been like you know laying around and that's yeah. just that's insane. That's one of those ones where I'm just like, You guys went too, <laughs> you guys went too far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dude
1: just to top it off as well, you'll know I love a nasty slow riff with a double kick run under it. Like the, it's the where the slime live kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. Um, rotted body landslide. What an awesome image that is. Um, nice breakdown too. slain is just more awesomeness bent backwards and broken again. Them just nailing the brutal vibes and, uh, they Deserve to Die is an awesome song title. And I've got Great to be closer honest to it. Yeah. I've got to be honest as well. There's at least one person in everyone's life where you're thinking, hmm, probably. <laughs> but you don't act on it because the criminal justice system frowns upon such That's one. true.
0: I don't think there's anybody literally in my life, but literally in my country, yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Not naming any yeah. names, but, you know. Yeah, it's, um, again,
1: us metalheads are, a, are a surprisingly gentle people. But, In, uh, instead
0: of killing the people that I think should be killed, I listen to Cannibal Corpse. See how it works? Yeah. See it's it's an outlet.
1: These these people don't realize what would happen if they
0: did get rid of the death metal. <laughs> <laughs> That's a movie um, in itself right now when they with the day yeah. that they they ban metal worldwide and all the metalheads <laughs> rise up and they realize that most of them are overweight. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, yeah, this album
1: rules. This yeah. um 2004 is not a year I usually think of but I was really impressed yep. by this album and I I've actually been I've actually been on a little bit of a personal growth journey recently I've started to uh, I've started to be a little bit more open minded to some stuff that I perhaps might not have been that's a few it's it, not re- not death metal related <laughs> it, but ha- however it could it could relate somehow to you know the 2000s in case anybody doesn't know uh, I couldn't enjoy anything pop punk for about seven years after high school because it just reminded me of some assholes. But thankfully, I'm reaching a point now where I can turn around and say, do you know what? Now I'm going to enjoy some of this stuff, reclaim it as my own, yeah. and not allow other
0: people to dictate what i'm going to listen to on a daily basis. To to be completely honest to 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 bring it right back around to where we are in ni- in 1994, if i remember right, two 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 albums that i was listening to a lot in 1994, one was The Bleeding by Cannibal Corpse, the other one was Dookie by Green Day. So nice. cuz they were both albums that came out and i was just like fuck these are great. So it's like, you know, i guess yeah. i guess pop punk got more annoying and Dookie's not the best <laughs> example because Dookie's a classic album at this point. We'll, we, we'll do Green Day at some point um, just because I think it'll be fun and it'll be. Yeah. It, I think Green Day will end up being like the Red Hot Chili Peppers where you pass a certain point and I'm all like, fuck this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> There's good things about it, but damn it, I don't want to listen to it. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, so that, that was that was your number seven and uh, it was indeed. So my number 7, this one's this was this was weird. I put this one here just because I wanted it to go in the second half because I love it so much, but I put it down lower because I'm trying to do that thing where I'm where I'm balancing out my feelings towards an album and 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 what the album actually is in the grand yeah. scheme of things um but i absolutely love this album and my number 7 is evisceration plague from 2009 and um nice my only gripe about evisceration plague is once again eric Rutan's production that is in it's this is this has worse production than kill and um it doesn't bother me sometimes the quality of an album you know what do you what is that called it it rises above the uh the shortcomings um in this case the production but the 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 production does not ruin the fact that this album has so many memorable songs on it um two well three of my favorites first off scalding hail which has a has a a swarm of bees riff in the end of the song it ends (laughs) in a riff where i'm just like oh my god the bees are getting me (laughs) Um, uh and like and Scalding Hill will forever be a song that is 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 in my memory as an important thing because uh my daughter, when she was really young, like barely like one or two, loved that song, and so I have a video of her in her car seat in the back seat, and Scalding Hill is playing, and she's banging on her leg, and then when corpse uh, grinder goes,, ah! she would go ah." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, and so uh, so it's always one of those songs. I'm like, ah, oh, this song just fucking rules, and uh, and that memory <laughs> rules. Um, another one of my favorites is "Beheaded and Burning." That's just the the thing about this album is that the songs, the fact that this album feels to me more brutal than Kill, but the songs are catchy, which is which which yeah. which is reminiscent of of the bleeding which is which is what I like. I like it when you can do really brutal music but you can create hooks in it that get stuck in your head. Like Evisceration yeah. Plague, the song Evisceration Plague is a song that will get stuck in my head. And and that's something to be said about Cannibal Corpse because how I don't I can't think of many death metal bands that have earworms. Like you know that's that's not yeah. a thing that a lot of death metal bands do. There are some out there but they, but but uh, I think Cannibal Corpse has a lot. But this is one of my favorite Cannibal Corpse albums, so it had to be here in the top. But just the fact that it's later on down the line and the production isn't great. And I feel like in the story of George Corpse Grinder Fisher and the albums he did, this is a good album, but not necessarily an important album. I feel like Kill is a much more right. important album than this one, but I do like this album more, so I had to put it above Kill. But, um, yeah, this thing is just chocked full of fucking great songs. Um, so um, I don't have much more. We'll, we'll, we'll elaborate more on yours because you haven't brought up Evisceration, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> Edit that out. Um, evisceration Plague, yet. It's a hard album title to say. E- ev- ev- evisceration yeah. Plague. Um, and it's another one of it's those that you have to think about for a minute. Evi- evisceration plague, like a how what? But you it, it turns yeah. out that it turns out that you're infected with some sort of disease that makes you go crazy and eviscerate yourself. Yeah. So it's a plague that makes you eviscerate yourself. That is some deep thinking right there. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that's 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 my number seven. Evisceration plague. Just while we're on the thing
1: of it as well, thinking about like the actual meaning of that title i remember watching the uh music video for it back yeah, in high school great I, couldn't, I couldn't i couldn't have been any more than uh 13 and me and a couple metalheads. that like they'd handed out like laptops to the rest of the room and we were told that you know to our tables we could work in groups and we just spent the whole fucking lesson just watching metal videos over in the corner yeah like Quietly, so as not to arouse too much suspicion. But we were watching the video for Evisceration Plague, and just watching the dude inject himself with something and then rip himself apart. Yeah. And he like reaches down and pulls out like fucking entrails and shit. <laughs> and it's, it's, uh, we 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 like all let out a visible whoa like in in the back corner of the room. I just like, lo- whoa, I just love the, the image
0: fuck? of cannibal Corpse spread out playing in in snow. Just like yeah. that, just the image of that, I'm just like that's such a badass video.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a cool one. But Yeah, this this next one, my number six, mm-hmm. is possibly my hottest take on the on the list next to uh, where I put kill with regards to how and, you know and vile and vile <laughs> and vile too. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so my number six
0: is butchered at birth all right not not that hot of a take to me but um but let's let's, I let's have get seen, into it i
1: have seen some lists that put it as like the number one yeah and i will say i will say of all of their album covers this one is the one i think of when i think of cannibal Corp. it's my I'm favorite thinking- album cover of theirs yeah, because it's so shocking and so terrifying. Did but like the I zombies.
0: Ever, have, have I ever showed you my tattoo? Look at that. You can't see it in the. But that's oh, that's my dude. butchered at birth tattoo. I got the baby, the baby skeleton on my arm.
1: That's fucking. And that's rad, my dude. and that's my other
0: one. Ah, uh, scary dude. Yeah, sorry, sorry guys. That's just for uh, us only. Um, if you want to see my <laughs> tattoos, you're gonna have to buy me a drink first. That's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. Like- <laughs> But yeah, so um, butchered at birth, uh, meat hook sodomy, terrifying intro. <laughs> that is, that is. This is early on too. This is album number two in 1991, and they they yeah. uh, they upped their uh, their um, song title game real quick. <laughs> yeah, they they certainly did. Um, see the,
1: the intro to this song is something that strikes me as uh, stuff that a kid would shit himself hearing the first time putting like the needle down Yeah. because I would, I would be like, I knew I wasn't supposed to buy this. Even the way this album Pandora's box. Yeah. The way this album
0: starts, like it's like a minute of like noise where you're not quite sure what's going to happen. And it just kicks in. It is, it is a, it is an eerie first part of that, that album.
1: Yeah. Oh man. Gutted. God, I love when they do the slow riffs mm-hmm. in between the fast frantic shit. Yeah. Um, living dissection is nice and gruesome. Uh under the rotted flesh, this one ain't letting up. This the fucking gallops in this song are nasty too. Yeah, yeah. Um covered with sores. Something I've found so far with this album. And the thing that really sets it back is that the production is so fizzy and trebly. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of sizzle, which makes listening to this at high volumes a little bit of an ear piercer, um, but still the songs on here like "Vomit the Soul," holy fuck, hell yeah, this is
0: brutal. This have, uh, you, got, you have a yeah we have a guest vocalist on that one on "Vomit the Soul." Oh shit! There, there's guest vocals from Glenn Bitten from Deicide on uh, on oh, "Vomit the Soul." Wow, yeah. How did I miss that? He's, like, I don't know. He's pretty recognizable, guy. especially around that yeah. point in the early '90s. Like he's he's a voice that you just kind of knew, you know. Wow. Yeah. Th- this one, this one
1: got the unconscious headbang out of me. You know, when you don't realize you're doing it, but yeah. your head's going back and forth, and it's just something all of us metalheads experience. You- you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Butcher at Birth is just as gnarly as you'd expect. Uh, rancid amputation. Now I can never hear rancid amputation without thinking of that dude on TV that did a lounge version of it. I don't oh. know if you've ever seen it. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. seen
0: it. I've seen it. Oh, man. I've t- I think like, I told you, I think I told you my opinion on those, on those videos. Yeah. Like I, I'm no, so, was... I've gotten so annoyed because when I used to work, like when my job used to have me in the office, they work from home now, but when I used yeah. to be in the office, Anytime anyone learned or, or knew that I was into metal, which I guess you just knew it by looking at me, but yeah. every instead of everyone saying, I discovered this new metal band, maybe you've heard of them. No, everything was always like, have you heard Rain and Blood on a fiddle? And I'm just like, yeah. no, if I want to hear Rain <laughs> and Blood, I'm going to listen to the goddamn song. I don't want to hear your idiotic version of it. Like it's So I don't want to hear, I, I, I don't know why it annoys me so much because it, it it almost seems like these people are taking the piss out of this music that I love. And I'm just like, just just go fuck yourself with your lounge version <laughs> to to me i don't I don't feel as strongly <laughs> but like
1: i i think I think for me it's just I've always kind of like enjoyed hearing a different version of something like obviously it's not replacing the original,
0: but it's I just know, fun I'm to being he- I'm, I'm yeah I'm being unnecessarily critical and, and it's- <laughs> It's ju it's just it's the same thing that I do when when whenever and I'm all I'm all like, they're remaking point break, they're gonna fucking ruin it. Not realizing that I can still oh. just go back and watch point break anytime <laughs> I want. They 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 didn't ruin that movie. They they just made a shitty different version of it. I agree. Yeah. I agree. They didn't need
1: to they didn't need to do it. They didn't need to do it. The the original was great. Yeah. But if someone turns around and says, Hey, I made this giant uh floppy disk Melotron thing, I'm like does it play cannibal corpse? <laughs> so I'm kinda I'm also kind of curious. It it kind of peaks my piques my ear every now and again. I'm kind of like, oh, go on then. Yeah. It, it's probably gonna sound kind of funny.
0: But yeah, uh I do see what you mean. Yeah. I think I just got I got so burnt out because that's every every time a new one would pop up, everyone would send it to me and I'd be like, Why are you sending this to me? I actually listen to the music. I don't need yeah. the the banjo version <laughs> of this song.
1: Fair. Yeah, I can see like getting bombarded with it. You'd get sick of it. Yeah, I think it's just I think it's just because me and my friends were always so uh, YouTube centric
0: during uni and uh, college that we were just like, "Hey, have you seen this? <laughs> yeah. yeah, have you seen this? Yeah, yeah." I think I, I, now if you want to send me a shreds video, I feel a little bit different. Yeah. I'm all, I don't care which <laughs> band it is that you're that they're shredding. I I enjoy those no matter what. Yeah, or or like. Um, Africa by Toto, but
1: the vocals are one step off and out of time. Those are really (laughs) hard to listen to. Yeah. She's coming in 1230 fly. <laughs> it's, it's
0: so funny that we live in an age where there's so much time and stuff on the internet that you, you would never have thought that like, oh, somebody's going to one day post a Metallica song where they've raised everything to major keys. <laughs> and yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> why, who would have thought to do that? And why? And okay, I'll listen to it, I guess.
1: I'll tell you who, every power metal band ever. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. Uh, got him (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah uh rancid amputation and then finally innards decay fittingly brutal closer great album hindered slightly by fizzy production that's my take on butchered at birth killer album art though Uh, yeah so yeah
0: um and and it is an album that if somebody put it at number one um i i i would understand it's understandable yeah. it is a, it's a classic death metal album and it really is very it's a very focused and cohesive album like it's it's yeah. the tightest packed you know Cannibal Corpse album i feel um but uh that's not my uh, number 6 my number 6 i'm actually going to go way back to one album before that to the beginning uh eaten back to life is my number cool. 6 um, from 1990. So um, this is an album that I, I would give it a little bit more cred or not cred, um, credit. Is that the same thing? Never mind. There's credibility and then there's credit, but I'm giving it credit. So that's the kind of credit I'm giving it. <laughs> Sorry. Just to, you know, waste some more time on this <laughs> podcast. Um because it's the the beginning of the band, and usually with a you know a first album, I'll give it a lot more love because I'm like, well, this is how it all started. But for some bands, their first album is still it still has some growing pains, and I think yeah. that Eaten Back to Life has that. But it is, but it it's got this like young death metal energy in it that with a little yeah. little bit of thrashiness thrown in, and it's um it's a fun listen. Um, the, my big thing with this one is even though it's a great album and I enjoy listening to it, the songwriting chops aren't there yet at this point. In fact, this is one, one of the albums, there's a couple songs here and there throughout their discography, but the, this one, a, a lot of the songs, it sounds like they just wrote all these different parts and then just jammed them together and repeated them. And yeah. then that's a song. Like it doesn't really, sometimes it's a, such a jolting transition that doesn't, Sometimes a a transition like that is cool and feels good, but sometimes it just feels like, oh, this is we needed another part, and we just went to this other part. So it feels like there's a lot of that here. Um, But I mean, they got better very quickly. Uh, But this is a classic death metal debut. It's a classic death metal album. Um, The cover's fun, and you know, it's like it's not the best cover in the world, but I do I do like it. The one thing that we haven't talked about this yet, because I, I think that he still does it today. It's just not as obvious. Um, Paul's drumming I don't know if you've noticed this He'll do these certain beats Where he's just hitting the ride really fast But it's not an actual beat That goes with anything else that's happening So it's like the beat And the ride is It's like he's not even worried About where that goes He's just we just need some dinghies on here So I'm going to keep dinging this thing and it's very apparent on "Eaten Back to Life where I'm just like, Was it, what's going – because I guess because <laughs> I'm so – I've listened to so much music and I've been in bands. And so I think something happens when you're in a band, especially when you're a songwriter, because I've gotten into the, to the frame of mind where, like, you know, when, you're, when you write a song and you bring it into your band, you're listening to everybody play it to be like, well, who's fucking it up? You know, yeah. <laughs> what's the bass doing? What's the drummer doing? What's he doing on the ride cymbal right now? What's he doing on the hi-hat? What's the kick doing? And so, like, I constantly listen to things like that. And so it, it, so to some people, it probably isn't even noticeable. But to me, I'm just like, why? why is he doing that? And why didn't nobody say, hey, you don't need to hit the ride like that crazy. Like, what's going on with your arm, dude? <laughs> so it's all over this album.
1: But I actually have I have some notes coming up that talk about exactly that, <laughs>
0: but I won't, I won't shoot my load just yet. Okay. <laughs> I shot mine already. But that's okay. Um, but um, so, yeah. So, really, this is primitive Cannibal Corpse, but it's an absolute blast to listen to. Um, another thing that's, that happens on this album, and I, it happens on, like, the next two albums, really, and it happens on a lot of early death metal, which is interesting to me because it's almost like, I guess now that there's, like, there's, there's ways to correct things in like Pro Tools or whatever. It doesn't happen as much anymore. But yeah, on all sorts of death metal albums from the 80s and 90s, you will hear the vocals drift off of the beat, where all of a sudden the singer, instead of singing over the downbeat, yeah. is now doing vocals over the upbeat. And it's because it's so fast, and they're trying, I've try, I got to keep this voice. At the same time, oh, my God, I'm drifting away from the vocals. <laughs> And there's, and it's like, they just left it in the album. And that, there's a lot of that on eating back to life where the vocals are just all of a sudden start to drift. And there's a part of me that sometimes that works. Like sometimes it drifts and then yeah. it just, and then it just locks onto the other, the other beat. And I'm like, Oh, that's cool. But sometimes I'm like, Oh, they, if this was nowadays, the, the producer <laughs> would have been on like, uh, do that again. Or like, let's just scooch your vocals over in the, in the pro yeah. tools. Um, so honestly I miss that. I'm, yeah I miss there's a, the human a element to it. the human element of death metal is gone for the most part yeah and i i I miss it because it's sure it's mistakes, but um and, I, I don't know I like it I like hearing drummers you know kind of go on and off the tempo and things like that like it just feels like a more exciting album that way um and Eating back to yeah. life has all of those things plus it's got a skull full of maggots, which is a fucking amazing song and oh um, yeah and it's just it's uh yeah, if you ever if you ever you know wanted to be in a room full of people yelling the word maggots, then just wait till they play that song <laughs> <laughs> um anyway, so yeah, that's my number six, Eden back to life, cool, so my number five
1: is the most pleasant surprise of the entire catalog for me, and that is a skeletal domain
0: oh man i I love that this is high up for you, this is awesome. Y- I was extremely impressed
1: with this album, yeah. and I think it's a lot of it is attributed to the way it sounds. It's it, didn't we didn't we say last time it's the best sounding?
0: I really of all do. Yeah, I went back to listen to it again, and I'm and this was after listening to a couple others that I thought were really well produced, and I, I really do think this is the best sounding one, and it's got a lot of killer songs on it to help it out. So that's you know two pluses right there.
1: I like starting right out of the gate with high velocity impact spatter. Like yeah. I can categoric, I I can categorically tell you that this production has my one hundred percent approval. Yeah. Because you can, it's almost like if you listen very closely, you can hear me in the next room going, Fick yeah, <laughs> this fucking rules." Because like the uh, when I heard the drums come in, like good lord, they sound so. Everything sounds so full of life, yeah, and that's why that's why it, it feels like a shame to me that on the next two they went back yeah. to the Eric Rutan kind of hyper compressed stuff. Mark
0: Mark Lewis was the producer, and he's worked with like Trivium and Devil Driver, Black Dahlia Murder. Um, I mean, he got a great he
1: got a great sound out of them, like it's sadistic embodiment, like yeah, a return to their like kind of thrashy roots. Like, there's some echoes of slightly more melodic sections and i say slightly it's in like they're still doing their Cannibal corpse thing
0: yeah so he so but, that so that guy is yeah. not that guy is not totally great because he's there's a few albums on his list that he did he did the newest havoc album and while i do like that album the production is not amazing on that so um this guy is i think in this case he just hit a home run with this album
1: yeah definitely
0: like oh, on
1: Killer become fire up the chainsaw, hack their fucking heads off. Like, what a great sing-along part for a death metal band, you know? Or or a growl-along part. Um, Skeletal Domain, uh, up-tempo, sorry, Skeletal Domain. This album not only sounds brutal, but equal parts evil, and even down to its entire packaging, you know, it's a lot more atmospheric Mm -hmm. in the sound of it, it's also got it, it, it there's not really any gore on the packaging of this it's more like a hellscape with like giant
0: yeah there's I mean there's skeletons heads. and stuff but I mean it is a skeletal domain so I guess you know it's not a it's not a yeah. rotting flesh covered domain it's just a yeah. skeletal domain <laughs> www.skeletal.com that's a domain <laughs> isn't it it's <laughs> pretty fucking cool that was was that was um, that the ultimate dad joke I just did right there Uh, that was a pretty that was a pretty good one i mean i am a dad so we can i can get away with it okay i feel like i I don't know if i've mentioned this on the podcast but
1: i feel like dad jokes have reached a point of like ironically unfunny but funny at the same time that they're now just fucking hilarious again yeah like
0: i i I, would like like to agree with that for
1: it i'm all for that um headlong into carnage Mm -hmm. up tempo remorseless with a breakdown about halfway through and ladies and gentlemen the return of the reverbed snare Mm -hmm. something i haven't heard in their discography since gallery of suicide from 1998 and
0: it's done in a classy way because i have to admit there are some bands nowadays that are like oh we're gonna add reverb to sound old old school and they just put Mm -hmm. so much fucking reverb on it yeah you they can hear drown it. You, it. Can hear, you can't. I, can you hear it in my room? It's it's <laughs> so, so much reverb.
1: It's All just right. obnoxious. But like <laughs> it's, they they it, it, they they did it really well here. Yeah. Like you say, they did it. They did it with class. Yeah, I, as much class as you can have being Cannibal Corpse. But you know, <laughs> fucking hell yeah, the murderers pack. Uh, murderers packed. Uh, I've just put here. Yes. Fuck yeah, this album rules and it's not letting up in quality. Mm-hmm. You know, funeral, cremation, good God, slow, laid back groove with fast double kick, baby. It was at this point, I myself was coming blood from the sheer brutality. Um, <laughs> <Ew>. Yeah, <laughs> you Yeah, it's pretty a gnarly. <laughs> Yeah, the the cleanup was not fun. Um, uh, but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, ice pick lobotomy, more gnarly awesomeness. Yeah, vector of vector of cruelty is fucking incredible. Bloodstained cement is awesome too. Like, and you got to think about that as well. Like, is that someone slamming into cement from like a high, like falling from a building and then just like exploding onto the concrete, or like? Like there's a lot of things that are made out of cement. <laughs> That's true. You are. You are. Like, yeah. I'm. I'm now. I'm really stepping back to analyze it, but it just sounds brutal at the same time. You know.
0: It wouldn't it be um, wouldn't it be full circle if the the blood stained cement was the stuff from being encased in concrete? And then, oh, oh. Wait, I think encased like in t- concrete is after this album. I think. Um, or maybe it's the one right before. No, it's the one after. Anyway, so it's like that. Never mind. Oh <laughs> shit! Nah, nah it would have been like a nice. That. It would have been a nice connection right there. You know, first <laughs> you encase somebody in concrete, and then you kill another motherfucker on top of the concrete, and then you have blood-stained concrete. That's that's fucking brutal. <laughs> see, the, they, there are so see that the thing is, is that there are so many ways with their song titles that they could make. A a Rock of Ages style musical with a story and connect all these songs yeah. and and but it would be cool if they did one and they didn't even bother to do death metal style like just do it like you know sweet uh, not I was gonna say Sweeney Todd <laughs> that, that's a good one <laughs> let's do that one um, that, that actually makes sense because Sweeney Todd is quite bloody for a, for a fucking musical um, yeah so that'd be so great <laughs> like, so whoever's out there whoever does musicals at the can- s- Cannibal Corpse the musical. Yeah, the CEO of musicals I would like to let him know that um we would like to have a Cannibal Corpse musical but there should be no metal anywhere in it but all of the lyrics should be just like <laughs> Cannibal Corpse lyrics.
1: Tear off an arm, amputate a leg. <laughs> oh. Um, asphyxiate to resuscitate is uh groovy and thrashy. That's just confusing. despite confusing. Yeah, I was going to say it sounds pretty counterintuitive, doesn't it? <laughs> but um, finally, hollowed bodies is the uh, final blow delivered to close out this incredible album. Uh,
0: album wise, do you think this is the most tame album, like collection of song titles of all of their albums? Like it's like none of it is really that gross. Like ice pick lobotomy, eh? Sure, that's a little bit. That's pretty brutal. But everything yeah, else, that, it's not. It's not very. It's not a very gross album.
1: They look. A, they look a little bit more like Slayer titles than um, Cannibal Corpse. Maybe so, but
0: you, I, I I like that about this album. It it is. If 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 Cannibal Corpse made a classy record, I guess this would be it. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, that is that is my number five, A Skeletal Domain. Awesome. My number five is uh, an album that we've already talked about on this episode, so I'm going to go quickly through it. Uh, my number five is The Wretched Spawn from 2004. Awesome. Um, I think this album is fucking strong as fuck. It is one of the best uh, Corpse yeah. Grinder-era albums, one of the best produced Cannibal Corpse albums. This is probably in the top three or four really great-sounding Cannibal Corpse albums. This is the last album with Jack Owen on guitar, which honestly I miss him being in the band because I like the style that he brought into a lot of the stuff he did. Um, This one is the second, like the the second of two produced by Neil Kernan. He did Gore Obsessed also, but this one sounds way better than Gore Obsessed. And um, once again, we already talked about frantic disembowelment. No need to talk about that anymore, but this album's filled with killer riffs and killer songs and I feel like I talked about this last time about how I feel like kill is the beginning of a new era. So this is like the ending of an era. And I feel like they go out on a high note here. Um, yeah. And um, I really love hearing Doomy cannibal corpse, which is on the, the festering in the crypt song. Like I really yeah. like it when they do that. Cause it's just, it's pretty fucking heavy when they do that shit. Um, but yeah, this is a super strong album and all the qual everything about it all we all we we talked about it. it has all these great qualities that um it had to be high up for me just because it's just it's some um, it it may not be one that i go to as much as other ones but it's one that if it if it gets put on i'm just like god this is a fantastic album so uh, so yeah. yeah it's here at my number 5 the wretched spawn
1: cool so my number 4 mm-hmm. is evisceration plague hey love the, it this album is probably the one i've listened to the most because uh-huh. it's actually it's the only one i actually own i've got it on cd um but yeah without further ado i'm just gonna take us right through the tracks because there's a
0: lot of great we've, ones we've, here we have time for ado <laughs> yeah <laughs> We've got, we've we, this this uh, this podcast is all about ado sir so it's so funny that we both say that phrase without further ado but but then eventually yeah. ado happens anyway yeah <laughs> yeah
1: like this one here i've spent more time with than the rest of the catalog mm-hmm. except maybe tomb of the mutilated uh this one for me it's got some real killer stuff on it uh priests of sodom brutal opener oh, great song great one yeah then immediately followed up with scolding hail which is less than two minutes of unrelenting violence oh yeah and it's just yeah i'd, I'd love to picture your daughter in the back of the car <laughs> yeah like it, now that you've told me that scolding
0: Wow. It's, so, like, just, it's so weird that Cannibal Corpse is this band That makes this brutal fucking music And and early on my daughter connected with it And it's and it's a band that my wife somehow got into Like I didn't I wow. wasn't always playing Cannibal Corpse There was a day where she I think she came home for work Or she texted me and she's like I've been listening to this new Cannibal Corpse album It's really good And it's, I don't remember which one it was I think it was Red Before Black that she was listening to And I'm wow. just like the, the, the fact that she just found her way—she does not listen to metal most of the time. She listens to it when I wow. listen to it. She appreciates some of it, but that's not her go-to kind of music. Um, so the fact that yeah. she found her way to Cannibal Corpse and also early on, my daughter was was into it. It's just a—it's an odd thing. This band is just the like—they're—they're they're the Metallica of death metal. Like they. They cross over and, like, you know, it's, it's, I don't know, they, 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 I don't think they get enough credit for that, for being a band that is this brutal in a lot of the things that they do, but at the same time, they reach a really wide audience of people for a band yeah. like this.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's strange, isn't it? How, like, something so, it's almost like inaccessible and accessible at the same time. Yeah. Because, like, ob- obviously, I don't think Cannibal Corpse is anyone's starting off band when it comes to metal. No, it's... Maybe... (laughs) Like... Because where do you have to go from there? No. Like... um, But... Eventually, some people get there. I know that Cannibal Corpse probably... would Definitely be a bit much for my girlfriend. But, uh, yeah... She she likes a little bit of thrash here and there, but I think that's where she tops out on the heaviness scale. Yeah. Fucking, fucking loves glam, though. You know, so yeah. that's that's fun. That's
0: always fun. But yeah. Um, have, you ever, have you showed her the frantic disembowelment video and been like, look, this is why you need to get into this. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: try, but I I think it would just blow her head off. And I,
0: I... <laughs> wait, wait, okay, wait, we have to think of her safety.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm scared for her personally. <laughs> But yeah, To um, Decompose, fuck, this song's good, mm-hmm. especially that nasty, slow breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, a Cauldron of Hate, a lot of slow groove on here, and I'm for, all for it. And a big, fat, fuck yeah, again, to any song with a slow beat but fast double kick under it. Again, that's <laughs> key key to my heart with death metal, that is. Um, Beheaded and Burning, sounds fucking awesome and keeps the vibe going
0: I, that that's uh, that i love that song a lot but i i've also learned that i am i'm a sucker for for a thing that i think some people overuse but i always love it which is the squealy guitar thing what do you call it it's a harmonic thing but what's the yeah, actual I'll, term for it where it's like a, like zach wilde does it every other fucking thing he plays pinch harmonic that's what it P- is Pinch Ooh. harmonic yeah for some reason though those things i love them all the time and some yeah. bands just do them so much and I'm just like, whatever, th- throw it in as much as you can, because for some reason it just makes me happy.
1: Yeah, like so e- every now and again I'll hear one. Uh, there's there's one on the most recent New Gojira album uh-huh. and I can't, I, it's like somewhere right in the middle of the album someone in the comments might be able to point out to me, I can't remember the name of the t- title of the song, but it goes like dun dun
0: dun 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 yeah. and i'm like hell yeah yeah i don't know ooh, it's, it's i think it's probably up. also because i've never been able to master that i can't i it's they happen on accident whenever i do them i'm like ooh, i'm gonna do that <laughs> again and it doesn't happen because i'm i'm not that kind <laughs> of guitar player
1: oh man as soon as i learned how to do it i was like doing it all the time <laughs> it was like every other
0: you know, every note I hit. I'm gonna like. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna pay for guitar lessons, and I'm gonna show up and be like, "Look, I already know how to play the guitar pretty well. Can you just teach me the pinch harmonic, and then I'll, I'll pay you a hundred bucks?"
1: <laughs> you're not allowed to. You're officially not allowed to call it a pinch harmonic, though. You have to walk in there and say, "Hey, can you show me how to go?" <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh. Uh. Oh, I love it um, <laughs> e- <laughs> um, Evidence in the furnace is fucking awesome. Uh-huh. Um, I, yeah, it, that's just one of those that blows me away and there's some like cool tempo shifts in that one and there's a really cool descending part no 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 kind of thing. Carnivorous swarm has a killer solo in it uh and here we come to the title track and i gotta i gotta 100% agree earworm yeah is what i think of when i think of evisceration play because this is one of few death metal songs i ever bothered to learn the lyrics to because it's so satisfying to go along with
0: it plus it's you like know? it just shows how good they are when they slow down like, they yeah. make some of their best shit when they slow down. Yeah, that, that riff, especially when it kicks in, that yeah. Du- yeah. Du-
1: oh. Like, I, I even end up doing... If, if nobody else is around, I end up doing the um, corpse grinder windmill along to it. Yeah. Because I'm like, how can I not? How can I not? That, yeah. It's just what you do. You gotta do what you gotta do.
0: Yeah, yeah. Th- <laughs> I mean, really, like, the cuz like you know I went through my period where I wasn't listening to a whole lot of metal and I started to get back into it and and the song evisceration plague in the music video was the was the thing that all of a sudden cuz I was I was still a dude that was clinging on to the first four albums and I'm all like I don't like it that they changed vocalists I'm going to stick with these but then I heard that song and I went like I think I need to go back and and listen to all of this shit. And it was, it was this album that really made me jump in and be like, all right, fucking George fucking rules. I don't know what I've been doing for the last 10 (laughs) years or however long it was. Hell yeah. Um,
1: man, it's funny, isn't it? How you go through like kind of stages with a band and you'll like get off the ride and then come back maybe like years later and be like, Oh shit. Where was I? Yeah, You know? Yeah. You know what? what were my eyes, what what were my ears doing when I wasn't paying attention to this? I feel yeah. like
0: that, that's the kind of thing, that's the most honest thing as a music fan that you can do. Cause like, that's my problem yeah. with a lot of people who are quote unquote metal heads or, mu- or music fans is that they feel like they have to be, once they make a a, a a declaration, they have to stick to that no matter what, there has to be one or yeah. the other. And I just think that that's being really dishonest because you have to, because I don't know. Because I mean, because to be completely honest, one of my favorite bands in the world is Aerosmith. And I went through a chunk yeah. of time in my life where I hated Aerosmith. I thought they were one of the worst <laughs> bands ever. Like I liked them wow. when I I liked them when I was younger. And then around my 20s, everything I heard from Aerosmith just annoyed the fuck out of me. And then I just <laughs> remember one day sitting at home, it, like I was probably in my early 30s and one of their songs came on and I went, this feels so good hearing this song. Maybe I yeah. maybe I need to rethink this whole thing. And I did. And um, and I just feel like that's that says a lot about you as a person. If you're yeah. if you're willing to say, I don't like this band, but maybe one day I'll get around to it because I'm, you know, it's like, it's so boring just to be so stuck in your ways. Yeah. And uh, and I've been that person. I've been the stuck in my ways person in the past. And so, you know, that's I feel like everyone that's worth a damn finds their way out of that. For for me, I actually have very few write-offs
1: these days when it comes to music. Yeah. I got a few. Uh, there are yeah. And everybody's allowed an opinion, mm-hmm. but it's important to know that you know you could wake up one day and turn around and say actually i quite like uh you know blink 182 or something like that or 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 whatever you know it could could be anything could yeah. be anything
0: i mean or or, I, or you could wake up one day and find out that you've been submerged in boiling flesh and <laughs> you should think about this kind of thing like do you really is it really important to have that s- such a such a firm stance on things that you don't like. Cause one day you could end up encased in concrete or something like that. And, and then then your life is over and you don't have any, there's no opportunity to go back and realize that you actually love that music. Look
1: man, at the end of the day, if you're experiencing blunt force castration, no one cares if you don't like emo, dude.
0: Like, <laughs> yeah, when you're when you're being dismembered and molested, do you really care about what kind of music other people are into?
1: <laughs> I feel kind of sad that we're
0: only going to make two of these because like
1: <laughs> It's just giving us so much material.
0: (laughs) Yeah. 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 I almost Uh, feel like it's so sad that there's only one cannibal corpse. Like, why can't there be several bands (laughs) that have this kind of kind of content for us to really get our teeth into? Oh man.
1: Um, Whoever's going to start a a cannibal corpse exclusive podcast is going to have a hell of a good time. (laughs) Now I'm thinking about it. Just do one,
0: do one song at a time and just move, move down the line
1: yeah <laughs> and the entire the entire premise is he just turns on the thing and just says yep it's pretty brutal it <laughs> just, just leaves
0: <laughs> no i feel like it should be an hour-long podcast where you just make puns and dad jokes the whole oh. time <laughs> it's fucking great <laughs> I, I why are we not funding this I, I don't, I don't know. We're, we're busy individuals. We already got our, we have this going in our own channels going. I'm, I mean, as a society, where, why, why is society oh, not funding this? Why, I don't know. Maybe, I- maybe it need. maybe it'll happen at one point. I feel like for, for a while there was a, there, it seemed like everyone was doing podcasts, but I feel like it's tapering off a little bit where now it's, there's still podcasts happening, but it's not like every person, you know, has a podcast.
1: Yeah. I th- I think it's just solely attributed to the fact that you know the good ones stick around and you know we've stuck around and We've been here over rising. over
0: a year now doing this shit for you people. Don't don't call it a comeback, man. I've been here for years. <laughs> <laughs> the real the real test is going to be when we start putting out merch. Are you are you guys going to fucking buy it? Yeah. I don't even know what that would be, but you know.
1: All glory to the toad. Buy the merch. are <laughs> you? <laughs> I don't know.
0: I don't get that reference. Oh, man, Futurama. Oh, okay, no Toad. That makes sense. Ah. I, do. I, I don't think I've even seen an entire episode of Futurama. Oh man, that—that on that is one of recently. my things where I where I've drawn a line, and maybe one day I'll get back to it. But I've gotten so annoyed at the Simpsons that anything related to the Simpsons, I'm like, yeah, no, I don't want to. I, I don't want anything to do with it.
1: I'd say I'd say the, the good thing about Futurama is it knew when to end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah the, I think The Simpsons has just become such a reliable money making entity that they just they can't like the the the
0: brake pedal is is not functioning. <laughs> yeah. All I know is that I just get I I get so, like. Tired of seeing metal memes that are that have been Simpsonized, and I'm just like, I just just keep the Simpsons out of my music, please. And also, it makes me mad because I'm all like, why is the Simpsons the show that's lasted forever, and King of the Hill had to end? Like that doesn't, that's not a thing that should ha- to be happening. But okay, that's, yeah. we'll, we'll, that's for another uh, episode where we just talk about King of the Hill because I love that show. They they ran out of propane. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Bobby. <laughs> Uh, that
1: wasn't a very good that's my purse i don't know you (laughs) (laughs) oh i love that one all right um cool so uh where was i at uh shatter their bones is gnarly and this one has lead guitar harmonies that reminds me of death like the band death Mm um (laughs)
0: it reminds me of dying
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh um, sculpted entity is a blasty one uh unnatural is a up-tempo skull crusher with some tasty groove thrown in there for good measure and then finally skewered from ear to eye is Mm, just about as nasty as advertised and that middle section breakdown is filthy and again this is another one in you know obviously later in their career, you know, this was right at the end of the 2000s. They're approaching their like third decade or they're in their third decade of doing this band at this point. And they're just fucking killing it. Yeah. And I'm all for it. I'm I, all for that. So, ab- yeah, absolutely
0: agree. They're, they're, I just think that they, it's great that they've held up so well with the shit that they do. And I think it's just because yeah. every, everybody knows, knows how to do, Cannibal Corpse music really well. Like they've gotten so good at doing it now. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but this is one of those cases where they're they're really good at doing it and they had some killer songs to back it up. So, I I love this album. All right. Well, that brings us to my number wait, are we on 4? Is this number 4? Um yeah. yeah, my number 4, another one we already talked about. Uh my number 4 is Butchered at Birth from 1991. Um this is the second Cannibal Corpse album. And like I said when I was talking about Eaton Back to Life, they get better really quickly because this is a year later yeah. and everything about the band has improved. Everything. Um, songwriting's better. Performances are better. Chris Barnes' vocals get a little lower. They were more of a high-up death growl in the first one, and now they're much lower here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this album is heavy and fucking brutal, and it's oh drink by the way. I don't know how many times we've said brutal in uh, this. Yeah, is that is that is that tequila? Like, what do you what do you got in, the, in that? Nah, it's it's just like lemon squash. Oh, <laughs> well, that's no fun because um, I've no. this is this. I didn't the, have a... this says drinking water on it, but this is actually um, uh, vodka. So nice. I I had I had myself.
1: I stole some of my mother's wine uh, before we did this, though. Yeah. So I feel good. <laughs> <That's>...
0: <laughs> if, I needed, if I needed anything to remind me that you were still in your early 20s, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. you stole some of your mom's wine. Yeah. R- rock and roll, baby. <laughs> Raid the liquor cabinet. <laughs> oh, man. I remember when I was really young in my like early teens we my dad had a bottle of wild turkey like underneath the the sink and oh, nice. and uh and I just remember my friends and I would just slowly go under there and drink a little bit of it and I was all yeah. like, my parents never really re- and I, I, I mean, they never said a fucking word about it. And eventually, the bottle was gone, and I just threw it away. And they never said a word. And then later, I realized like, oh, my parents never drank. So my dad probably uh... literally forgot that that was under there. And we were, you know, we could have just drank it all in one night and had a real fucking party. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, butchered at birth. Um, it's a fucking classic death metal album. This is this is the if if any of theirs like is sort of when it comes to your sort of breaking death metal down to the essentials, I feel like butchered at birth is kind of that album. Um, this one still has some rough edges to smooth out in my opinion, and they did smooth them out. Um, but this album feels confident as fuck from this band. Like it's just going from Eaton to this. It just feels like they were like, okay, we know, we know our sound now we know what we're doing. And um, it's very clear, um, and yeah, it's it's my favorite uh, Cannibal Corpse album cover. Um, I've always just liked the fact that it's 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 gory, but it also has a very classic horror kind of feel to it. It doesn't feel yeah. just like overly gruesome. It just has like a weird sort of like you would see this scene in some sort of weird old B movie horror thing. It just wouldn't have been done. It would look you would have looked cheesy as fuck, but. Um I just like the way this one is this one looks. It's just aesthetically, the colors, the the mapping out of everything, the hanging babies in the background, everything is just just uh, very well done. Good job, Vince Locke. Um, so um I don't have a lot to add to this to this. I uh this is an album, it's weird because like I said, like I understand this being somebody's number one, but I also understand this album being way lower in the list because it doesn't have like super memorable parts. It's got a lot of killer yeah. parts, but when I think of cannibal corpse, my brain doesn't immediately go to this album. It goes to other albums. So I could see why, even though it's good, it it doesn't like pop out like, Oh, here's this fucking amazing song or this amazing part. There's good shit all over it, but um, obviously cause it's at my number four, but um, the next three all have elements of them that I'm just like, this is just fucking not only amazing, but also really memorable. So let's move yeah. on to those then. My number four is Butcher to Birth. And let's move on to number three. Cool. So my number three
1: is their debut, Eaten Back to Life. Sweet. So this album has kind of like the 80s thrash edge to it Mm -hmm. like it's it's the most old school obviously it's their their first album so it's gonna have the most old old school vibe Mm -hmm. but it definitely still feels rooted a little bit in the thrash zone some of the riffs come off that way some of the vocals come off that way and the production definitely has a lot more reverb than some of the uh more tighter parts that they would have uh, but I like the way this album sounds. Like it, it compared to its um, successor, it's it's less trebly and just more full frontal, yeah. chunky. Um, also,
0: like I was thinking about when you think about their sound, and this album came out in in 1990. It came out in in um, August of 1990, so it's like halfway through the year. So prior to this, how many albums were there? that were full-on death metal albums. Because obviously, I think the first obituary album was before this. Morbid Angel was before this. Death was obviously before this. But there wasn't a lot. Like, there wasn't a ton of death metal that had already happened. So it's almost like a lot of these bands were kind of figuring themselves out.
1: There's that kind of, like, uh, mid to late 80s period where a lot of bands that started out thrash started experimenting with, you know, going even heavier, like, you know, uh, Sepultura, for example.
0: Well, they almost went backwards. Uh, They almost seemed more death and then became more thrash. Yeah, that's true. Um, Isn't Possessed... Uh, Possessed Seven Churches is often cited as the first yeah, death metal it's, album. It's got elements I guess but it's it's the same thing with the first death album. It's like the, they, they have so much thrashiness going on in them that I'm like so that's, yeah. why, that's why I'm referring to other ones that were later on because that's when death metal kind of became this thing and you know I, I really don't think you started to actually hear copycat bands until maybe the early 90s maybe yeah. like you know around 93 94 maybe that's when things all of a sudden you started to see all these bands that sounded very similar coming out but in 1990 there there wasn't enough music that had already happened for them to really be like we're ripping off this thing so i i feel like there were so many influences happening at the same time because they i mean they wanted to work with Scott Burns because of Beneath the Remains which is yeah. not death metal so it's interesting to think about how these Especially with with Cannibal Corpse, how their sound evolved because, you know, it's na- nowadays. I want to start a death metal band. Cool, we've got a th- we've got thousands of albums as research, yeah. um, but in 1990 they didn't have that. So it's just interesting to hear how they started at this point.
1: Yeah, it's definitely cool to hear a band um, early on starting out in a scene that's starting out. You yeah, know, yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously now nowadays once enough time tends to pass like rules emerge quote-unquote rules yeah um so like th- there's that whole thing of like if you listen to a bunch of thrash bands from the 80s they all sound different because no one actually took um a bunch of fucking notes and made like a, a blackboard of like 10 things you can't like (laughs) if you like thrash like you know back then everybody was just kind of like doing their own thing on fast metal so that was i I feel like that's
0: that's why a lot of people the i I, i've done a few reaction videos um i don't really like doing them that much but i did a couple and people seem to get annoyed because I'm still stuck in that time period where there aren't all these rules and there aren't all these subgenres, and so I would hear something that was metalcore, and I would always refer to it as screamo because <laughs> I'm like, it's essentially emo and metal together. It's like because it's it yeah. seems pretty whiny, and so uh, and people be like, it's not screamo, screamo, or, or these bands. I'm like, all right, dude, this is yeah. way too exhausting. There's too for many, me. yeah. There's too many fucking subgenres. And at I this didn't point get into rock and roll for fucking rules, because man. Yes,
1: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, it, to be to be honest, anything that goes rah rah, my girlfriend, <laughs> <laughs> like that's 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 pretty much you know, that's pretty much metalcore in, in a nutshell, you know. <laughs> They, yeah, me being I,
0: it's so funny that, like, I, it, I, it's so funny that I most of the time a band that does death growls followed by singing is a band that I don't listen to most of the time um, <laughs> but I but it's funny because if you trade if you go back to I don't know what year it was was it 95 96 when the first Fear Factory album came out I was like, yeah. "Oh, I love the fact that he does the death growl, and then he starts singing, and it sounds eerie as fuck." But that's different because his yeah. his singing was all "suffer bastard," like that was the yeah. way he sang. Then I was like, "That's fucking rad." But now it's it is more like "You broke my heart" and kind of shit. And yeah. I'm just like, "I'm sorry." I, I know that like there are a lot of fans of like metalcore and. Um death core. I don't even fuck. I I feel like if you have to put the word core in it, you've already lost me. Cause I'm just like if because like because you say core, and I'm like, okay, I I know there was hardcore music. Now that's that's because that's what it was called. It was called hardcore. So if you're taking a core, it's like it's like everyone calling everything like there was first Watergate, and now everything is something else gate. And I'm all like, No, it was called Watergate because the hotel is called Watergate. It's not a gate. (laughs) But it's like it's like everyone wants to fucking have have a label for everything so much that it's just it's aggravating, man. At the end of the day,
1: if you're gonna, if I see something with core on the end of it, it's like, oh, okay, so you've added breakdowns. Good for you. (laughs) You know that that's it. Like whenever I see core attached to anything, I'm like, okay, somewhere on this album, there's going to be a part that goes dun 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 dun. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you know what the only time i want anything core is the first stone temple pilots album there you go of which i'm wearing a shirt hey right oh my now. god he literally is wearing a shirt that says core and has the the i guess a black and white version of the album cover that's that is serendipity to be. right there that's in, in the dictionary yeah. You look it up anyway um yeah i'm I'm sorry with old head that was uh, that was was some ado happening right there so now we have to get back without any more ado um let's get get eaten
1: back to life yeah (laughs) cool so shredded humans coming right out of the gate with some thrashy brutality those symbol chokes are fucking gnarly mm-hmm. and the time change to three four is nuts too like oh love love that stuff like even for a band this early on they still had like a few little like pro- dashes of prog in there that like oh wh- where did this come from mm-hmm. um edible autopsy i have no idea what's happening and i love it you know whenever i hear here it is here's the fast ride symbol thing Whenever i hear a fast ride cymbal in death metal it's awesome cuz it always sounds
0: panicked like
1: ah, ah! <laughs> what? what the fuck Why is my hand going this fast um, but his and... his
0: are even his are out of control
1: <laughs> yeah like it is and you
0: know what you got to give i got to give paul some credit though because paul is not the flashiest drummer in the world like he is he is pretty basic in his drumming but he I, I wouldn't want him to play any other way because I feel like yep. he brings out exactly what a song needs to make it to give it that extra little oomph. Like it's like if you think about like like in an Evisceration Plague, he just plays along with that riff. So while the riff is going diga yeah. diga he's got his double kick is going yeah. right along with the riff. Like he's yeah. just, he he knows when to do a little fancy shit and he knows when he just needs to be in the pocket and do his blast beat and that's it.
1: I still, you know, I love. I know I probably mentioned it on the last podcast, but I love what he does with his skank beats where he drops yeah. the tempo back a little bit. So you'll get like, yeah. and then back to. Like, I, I love whenever he does that. You know, when you do that. Yeah, there's, back, I mean,
0: if we, we're going to get to a song where it does that push and pull thing, and for some reason. Yeah. I love it so much, but like I said, nowadays that you, that wouldn't happen. Everything would be so, what is it? What is it called? Quant quantitized or what's the word I'm looking for? Where yeah. Everything like is it, literally like mathematically put right on the beat. So it's like the excitement yeah. is gone. Yeah. It's, it, it gets the, get off my lawn of being,
1: <laughs> being robotic. Yeah. <laughs> get off. Damn kids. Get off the lawn.
0: Back in, back in my day, you were really bad at keeping the tempo. and people loved it (laughs) (laughs) that's the way it was and
1: we liked it these damn kids being right all the goddamn time (laughs) oh yeah like it put them to death the way cannibal corpse approaches a song consistently feels like blunt force trauma and it's unsettlingly satisfying like I know that they've done songs about stabbing and and ripping things, but I always feel like a fist is the, like, perfect thing to visualize with Cannibal Corpse. Yeah. Just, like, crushing fucking skull after skull, you know? (laughs) Um, uh, Mangled has awesome gang vocals my god yeah. like every every time that came around i was just like yeah along <laughs> with it um uh scattered remains splattered brains uh one of few times a rhyme scheme is seen <laughs> you know that's true uh, it's in, the, in the title yeah scattered um, remains
0: splattered brains by dr seuss <laughs>
1: uh and then, like he's he's reading he's reading the lyrics, but like it's got all of the Doctor Zeus characters in the book, <laughs> but it's just inexplicable car- cannibal corpse lyrics. <laughs> um, uh, Where was that? Born in a casket is more unrelenting brutality. Rotting head has a very Slayer solo in it. You could definitely hear that influence in there. Mm-hmm. Um, the undead will feast. More of that fast ride symbol action that I adore, and uh, a really cool time change in the middle. And then another one towards the end as well. Like, there's some really cool parts where things change up here. Um, Bloody Chunks, frantic as fuck. Uh, A Skull Full of Maggots is also frantic as fuck. and um buried in the backyard even as a drummer going on 10 years now like extreme metal drumming still fascinates me like the sheer speed of some blast beats out there still leaves me scratching my head at like how any mortal soul can get like both hands up to such a kind of like thing like i can do it but it's it's not nearly as clean as some of these guys pull off um, but yeah, eating back to life killer, you know, first album from a band that would go on to get even more heavy and nasty.
0: Absolutely. Um, so, um, the, my number three is, uh, is the only album where, um, um, your placement on your list is questionable to me. And I was just like, <laughs> what? Um, my number three is vile from 1996. The first yeah. album with George Corpse Grinder Fisher on vocals. The last album produced by Scott Burns. So it's still got that fucking killer early 90s death metal sound. Um, and it kicks off with fucking Devoured by Vermin, which is just a fucking killer song. It's this is Great literally song. nothing but killer song after killer song on this album. I'm gonna um,
1: say I think I think I just goofed with my ranking. I could have put it
0: higher, but I think I forgot to change it. The, to, to me, this stands up as a classic with all of the rest of their really classic albums. This is, um, and it's the last one that Rob Barrett was on until he came back into the band with Kill. And really, like it's just an unrelenting album to me. Like it's just they they got a little more technical. Um, yeah. From, there, from basically going from the bleeding to this. Um, I do think this album is a step down from the bleeding, but that is a tough act to follow. Uh, yeah. So I don't fault it for that. And also this is the one album, we've talked about the other albums, but I think there's only like two or three, maybe four instrumental Cannibal Corpse songs. And uh, yeah. Relentless Beating is the one on here. And I think it's just so fucking good. Um, this is a great intro to, to George as a vocalist, and this is just an absolute killer album. And, uh, the, and the thing that we didn't discuss with this album is that it's very interesting that this album was pretty much already done with Chris Barnes, and it was called Created to Kill. And um, yeah. then they weren't seeing eye to eye on things. I think they were getting a little bit too technical and wanted Chris to step up Um, instead of him just trying to get lower, you know, and more gross with his, with his lyrics, they were like, Hey, can you try to be a little bit more on with your, with your vocals? We need a guy that's, that's, that's locked in with the rest of us. And they got that guy. They got George Corpse Grinder Fisher. Um, I've heard the created to kill versions that I, I guess they were technically demos, I guess, but, um, but I I feel like they were they were finished versions with Chris Barnes vocals and they're not. Eh, they're, I mean it's cool to hear them if you're a Cannibal Corpse fan, but it doesn't hold up to the actual to this album to me. Yeah. But um, this really is like a a classic album to me, and I just uh, it is one that like I didn't give it the time of day that it deserved when it came out because I was really. Back at that point, so 1996, I was in high school. I was, you know, eight, 17, 18 years old. And um, I I didn't like th- these bands splitting with members. And especially when I felt like somebody was so important to the band. And I felt like Chris Barnes was very important to Cannibal Corpse. So when this album came out, I'm just like, nah, I'm not interested in, in hearing this. Same thing went for uh sepultura once sepultura split and got a new vocalist i was so just like nah i'm not i'm not (laughs) and honestly with sepultura i'm i as much as much as i think that they're they are a good band um i i have not liked anything as much that they've done Uh, but um vile is an album that once i came back into digging into the discography they did with george this was an album where i'm like what the fuck was my problem? And so um <laughs> so yeah, it's a killer album and um easily, easily one of the best in my opinion. So that's why it's my number three. On to our number two and one, which we have now narrowed it down to both having the same two top albums, but the question is, will they be in the same order? So let's let's find out, folks.
1: Let's let's find out. So my number two is
0: Tomb of the Mutilated, All right, man. We are fucking locked on, dude. Let's just ride this thing home, baby. Tomb of the Mutilated,
1: 1992. Awesome. So it goes without saying that when it comes to iconic songs, Hammer Smash Face is the Cannibal Corpse song. Like, everyone knows. Um, It's
0: also the song, like this album and that song in particular, for many many years was my go-to example when somebody said hey what's death metal i'd be like let me just let let you hear this so the fact that that that's that's that has this album has that going for it already that it's like iconic to the point of being an example of a certain kind of music for me yeah
1: for sure like I love the upfront grinding bass tone too. Like you can really hear Alex Webster on this one.
0: And this one does um, in this one Tammer smash Face does the thing where he pulls back for the skank beat. Yeah, and it's like it's it gets a little bit slower and i like and then it gets faster once it gets into the to the to the blast beat. And for some yeah. reason that adds a level of awesomeness to the song for me. Where you're just like, oh, you're back, you're back here now. Oh now you're it's like the car all of a sudden shifts into another gear and you're like yeah. you're, you're now you know breaking a hundred miles an hour and then not, now now we're just gonna pull it back a little to eighty. So it's you know it's just fun. It's a fun ride of a song.
1: I, wa- I wonder if when they wrote this one. They felt like they had not, not, not so much a single, but like, holy fuck, this we've struck gold
0: with this one. Or do I you think they would just? I, sh- I mean, I would assume that they probably didn't think that. They probably just thought it was a badass song yeah um because clearly dun, dun, how could you not dun, how could dun, you dun. not play that song and re- and think that it's badass but i don't know they may i don't think they had any idea that any of their shit was gonna last like you know they they don't seem like the kind of band that you're in it going we're gonna make a living out of this and we're gonna be doing it for 30 plus years like that doesn't yeah seem like a thing
1: and then like they, they follow that one up with i come blood yeah like my my god the heaviness when it slows down is unreal um Addicted to vaginal
0: skin. Hold on, hold on. Can it, I can I do it real quick? Can I do it? <clears throat> uh, I cutter. Do cut it. A cutter from her neck down to her anus, and then I cut out her vagina and ate it. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing. The vo- the vocals on this album. When I first heard it, like it was the first time. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> cuz cuz you can't yeah. it's you can't understand anything he's saying and as a 14-year-old kid when i first heard this i was it's sc- it was scary to me like this sounded yeah. like a horror movie on an album cuz i'm just like yeah. the music is fucking brutal the album the song titles are fucking brutal and there's this weird demon guy that's just grunting and i don't know what he's <laughs> saying it's like it yeah. is it was the it was a huge wake up call for me cuz i'm all like how much more brutal could music get? Oh, here you go. It's <laughs> this. Well,
1: here's here's the thing. I, I remember listening to this on the bus with uh, my friend Harvey. And I remember, because we were still very early on in, like, the metal thing, and we were listening to it, and we heard, like, the speech at the beginning. Yeah. And then immediately followed it up. And looking at the song title, we looked at each other as if to say, I don't know, man. Is this, like, too far? I love it, but it's fucked. <laughs> yeah. But, like... Uh, like it, it in the best of ways you know mm-hmm. like in in that in that kind of i feel like i shouldn't be listening to this but i can't help but love it yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know um split wide open is a swift brutal assault on the listener uh he, this next one here is like <laughs> i think this is the the king of uncomfortable song titles throughout the entire thing it's just a uh, pedophile. <laughs> Uh, because that's that, one that that's, like you
0: you want to figure out what exactly it means, but then you, once you dip a toe into it, you're like, ah, never mind. I don't really I don't really want to know. Is is the is the zombie wanting to molest children, or is the person wanting to molest dead babies? Either way, I'm just like, eh. I'm just gonna let this one go. <laughs> let's not dive into that one we're <laughs> just we're just kind of like
1: yeah it it's kind of there nothing is off the cards mission statement though like, when this, I, when I this did...
0: album came out if you looked at some versions they would leave album song titles off of the back of the album like you would wow. do, turn the cd over and it would, it would only have certain songs listed and then the inside <laughs> you had to open it up for the rest of them
1: wow like the the cryptic stench really lays into the groove and i love it entrails ripped from a
0: virgin's cunt like that was definitely one of the covered that, up yes, song titles that is the ultimate um, cannibal corpse song title it, it does it get just the just the the fact I mean like you know it, it's, it's different over there in England but over here the word cunt is very loaded it is a loaded yeah. word you do not you don't call anybody a cunt you don't refer to vaginas as cunts you just it's just a word that's like it feels like one of the worst ones that you can say so just yeah. the fact that it's just part of the song title, I still look at it and go, that is that is pushing the boundaries there. Yeah. <laughs> for like for me, in in Britain it's weird
1: because we're not necessarily like Australia where it's a where it's a flat out term of endearment. But it is kind of like y- you can throw it around a little bit and get away with it in like kind of a fun joshing on your mates kind of thing. Like, yeah. oh, you, si- yeah. you silly cunt. You should, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? You fucking cunt. But like, y- y- like on the flip side, over here, if you say, you fucking cunt, like that also carries the same weight oh, shit. As, as as like, I'm gonna kill you as also. It's kinda like it's all about the delivery. Does
0: it have the same power when you call a woman that over there? Or is there a particular word that you call a woman that and she it's that's the end of it? You might as well you pack your shit and leave. <laughs> I think I think slag is a pretty bad one over there. If, if if you Yeah. yeah. That's not if we don't go, use go, that we don't use that over here, but that's
1: that's that's a good one. Yeah. I've heard sket as well, but that's essentially just a chav version of slag. So you I guess know. <laughs> the
0: equivalent of slag over here would be skank. I think which, yeah, which which that's another word that's used in so many different ways that I'm just like, you know, yeah. it, it doesn't it doesn't really have as much power because you know we talked about the skank beat. You talk the skank to, beat, yeah. There's, there's there's a certain type of dancing that you do to ska music that's called skanking. So <laughs> so yeah. it's like it it's not doesn't have that much power yeah i I still think you
1: know the c word definitely tops out on on the list of bad swears over here yeah. too but it it's funny how like language is specifically foul language evolves from like place to place you know
0: yeah it's, and, it's, and, it's anytime, like, anytime I think about like British people cussing and being rude i always my brain always goes to that a television interview with the sex pistols where Steve Jones is all like, you dirty fucker. What a (laughs) fucking (laughs) raw. Yeah. Oh,
1: and, and it sounds hilarious in every one of our accents too. (laughs) Like you can travel to the next town over and hear like five different accents in this country. It's
0: mad. Like, yeah, um, I I watched I was watching I got a VHS copy of an iron maiden video called like, uh, wasted 15 years or something like that. Fuck. I don't know. It's from the eighties. And you can tell that it was not intended for American audiences because everyone's accents are so thick that sometimes I'm like, what, what are they saying? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, they're speaking English, but, and I'm somebody that like, I grew up watching British television. So I'm, if it's that thick to me, I'm like, God damn, this is like foreign language to some people. Yeah. Have you ever seen, um, hot fuzz? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah that that part
1: where um you know obviously Nicholas Angel the um Simon Pegg's character is from London yeah um and everybody else is from like you know the west country and they're like oh yeah this <laughs> leave you know that sort of thing and and then he asks the other guy and, and he's like I don't know something leave boat. you know <laughs> I just I love how like there's so many different accents in this country, considering the size of it, because we can fit five Britons into Texas. Yeah. But I like how many are there any like different accents in Texas? Because I know like there's certain types of southern accents.
0: Yeah, yeah. You'll get some different kinds of things. Um well, Texas also has a large Hispanic population and so you got people with the with yeah with that kind of accent you've got the real deep there's different parts of texas where the drawl is a little bit different it's deeper in some places because it's like you have a lot of yeah. people like a good example is like matthew mcconaughey like he has a very like um from yeah. i'm from you know west texas or wherever he's from i, I can't even do an impression <laughs> of him but I, I mean i do i sound like i have an accent at all like would you know i was from texas just by the way i talk I, th- I think now that, you know, I've, I've, I've known you
1: for so long, I th- I think I just, I I definitely hear it as kind of like, definitely like the southern half of, yeah. but like, not, not to the point where it's like, <laughs> you know, hillbillies,
0: but yeah. You want to de- go, definitely. you want to go see a lady emasculating a donkey? Sorry, that's a, that's <laughs> that's a. That's a, that's a that's uh um oh what god my never mind i'm not gonna fucking <laughs> my brain is in so many different places because my brain was stuck on when are edgar wright and simon pegg gonna do another movie together yeah <laughs> because it is beyond fucking time for that um yeah. but anyway so um yeah this is another some more ado there I, I love just while we're on the subject of accents the fact
1: that you know it's so funny hearing Chris Barnes sing and then hearing him speak. Oh like, yeah. He, like, yeah, like he, he just seems like such a such a chill, you know, kind of guy, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. But um, oh man,
0: where were we <sighs> on this? Oh, we were on I think,
1: entrails ripped
0: from a virgin's cunt. I'm just gonna say it because
1: <laughs> it feels good. Yeah, it's it's a it's an iconic parental advisory. Song. <laughs> can you imagine if we had to censor these podcasts like these cannibal corpse ones it would just be one long beat
0: <laughs> <laughs> i love i love hearing uh, rap videos from the 90s when like yeah like oh I, I don't it probably didn't happen as much over there but in america not only would they bleep out cuss words they'd re- they'd bleep out references to marijuana references to guns um, references to like like negative things about women. So some songs you would be like, I have I gotta buy the, the album yeah. just so I can find out what the hell he's saying because it's all <laughs> and it went poop and it was a poop and I'm like, okay, well I think he's talking about marijuana right there. I don't really know. One of my favorites is
1: when they would try and, like, oh, they would reverse it so that it would be oh.
0: like, I won't do what you tell me. Yeah.
1: I won't do what you tell me. I,
0: I yeah. like that better, honestly. That's a little more creative. Or um, the song Party Up by DMX, they just put yeah. different sound effects. So sometimes it's a punch sound effect blocking out a word. Sometimes it's yeah. a cash register or whatever. I'm just like, okay, that's, <laughs> that's being creative right there. Or just DMX going, (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Rest in peace, DMX.
1: Oh, yeah, he died too. He did. This year. Yeah. Oh, shit, man. He wasn't wasn't one of my favorites, but I did like some of his songs. The weird thing for me as well is that I was, uh, at the time, around him passing away, I was playing a lot of uh, GTA Liberty City stories, and that one is set in the late 90s, and there's a hip-hop station in that. And there's a shitload of DMX on that there's one. There's got to be a lot of Puff and Daddy on that, too. I think there was some, yeah. 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 But, um, yeah, as I was saying. Back to Cannibal Corpse. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Post-mortal ejaculation. I love those <laughs> song titles, man. Like,
0: can you imagine coming after you're dead? Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming it's is- happened before. That, that seems like a thing that's pretty plausible. Because if you because yeah. you have fluids remaining in your body when you die, they got to come out somehow. So it's that that <laughs> seems that seems a little bit more like it's probably happened. Like if somebody that works in the ER is like, oh yeah, that's just part of my job—post mortal ejaculations. It's <laughs> just whacking off a corpse. <laughs> no, that you've taken it too far, sir. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is a that is a different uh, different kind of yeah. hospital drama right there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it's just some guy that's like. His, his fetish, his whole life was being dead and he finally nutted after he passed away.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's literally taking our, 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 our theme from the last episode and turning him completely around because it's all like, finally died, then came. <laughs>
1: the one that the one that got me from last episode was experienced mild discomfort from a pebble (laughs) in my shoe then came
0: (laughs) so now it's just gonna be some sort of weird fetish yeah (laughs) it's we're taking it into a new area over here so it's not about dying it's about truly living Again, ladies
1: and gentlemen, this is for the OnlyFans spin-off Pranked and Wanked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a paid subscription. <laughs> or it could be be Wanked and Ranked, where we watch people wank off, and then we say, well, how, how did he do? I gave him an 8.5. His, 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 his dismount was pretty good, but the middle part of it was a little bit lacking. <laughs>
1: Got to say, a valiant effort from you know Tyler, but his load was just not there, man. You know, you know what
0: he—it he, he, was a strong showing, but let's see what the Russians have to offer. <laughs>
1: and then some guy turns up. He's like Dimitri, 3 cr- crotch lick me off. And he's been—he's tra- <laughs> been training his whole life for this moment. <laughs> and he literally spends the entire time with the Rocky Four, uh, Drago theme in the he's-
0: background. <laughs> That's a very different movie where they're they're both training for the wank off, and and, and Rock, Rocky. You know that's been made. You know full well that's been made.
1: Oh, oh. my god.
0: Sorry, oh, man. Sorry, folks. Awesome. I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if we went too far with that one because now we got some people are like, look, I'm okay with entrails being ripped from a virgin's cunt, but if you're going to talk about jerking off, then i draw the line right there i'm listening to a bunch of dirty sinners talking about <laughs> sinning with their bodies
1: not chopping people up like this the rat thing to do <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right but well. yeah that that's um uh, where was i at beyond the finally, cemetery
0: was the next one
1: beyond the cemetery crushing closing track tomb of the mutilated absolute classic album any anything else you want to say before we get to the love fest that is the bleeding
0: um i I mean I think probably because this is also my number two um to me this album stands up as still pretty damn brutal I know music yeah in certain ways has gotten more extreme but the overall vibe of this album still feels like very like like um, a, a secret discovery kind of album. Like, like it was like, this wasn't an album that I just played in front of my family and I showed them, mom, look, this is what I'm listening to now. It was very like, this is something that I have to hide from everybody and listen to. <laughs> and it still gives me that vibe. Also like it's, it's, uh, we haven't talked about him yet, but, um, this is the last album with Bob Brousset on guitar. And it's weird because from what I gather, there's that really long documentary online that you can watch about their career up to a point. Um, This was the album where they didn't let Bob Russe play any rhythm. Um, They decided to just um, let um, Jack Owen do all of the rhythms, kind of like the way James Hetfield does it to give it a more tight sound. But um, he apparently was not really excited just about the whole band thing, being in a band, going on tour, like – I think as it as it was unfolding for Cannibal Corpse, he wasn't really that excited about it. And I think it started to show in his performances and his his contributions. And so they they ended up parting ways. But the really interesting thing is that he didn't he didn't join any other bands. And it's been yeah. many years since I did this. But if you Google him, he's like an insurance salesman or a real real realtor. <sighs> how can, Why can't I say that word? he's a guy that sells homes. <laughs> he's wow. like, a, he da, He has like a regular old job and he's a dude that wears golf shirts and has short <laughs> hair. And he just moved on with his life. He was just like, yeah, I, I got to do this rock and roll thing for a few years and then uh, I'm moving on. And it's like, I, I, I wish, cause he seems like a dude that doesn't want to do interviews. Cause I haven't seen one with him, but I'd be fascinated just to hear like, how do you feel about everything now? Like, how do you feel about what you did? Are you proud of it? Do you, is it something that you talk about a lot? Is it something that you miss? Yeah. Is it something that you look back on and go, "Well, that was I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have left." Or because it's because at this point, I've never seen an interview with him post "Tomb of the Mutilated." Like it's well, I guess I've never really yeah. seen an interview with him at all. But um, he was obviously a very important part of the band. Like he was in there from the beginning, and and then uh, after this, he was gone. And it's just so. It's so odd to me because even somebody you know like me, where I was in a lot of bands and none of those bands were successful. I'm what you call a failed musician, but I still want to play, and music is still a big part of my life. Yeah, I can't fathom having that life where you're just like, oh, I'm, I'm in this band and I'm doing these things, and now I'm literally just going to walk away from all of it. Like it's that's yeah. just fascinating to me. Um, but anyway, Tomb of the mutilated amazing album at the time i first heard this album in like i think i heard this one in 90 it was either 92 or 93 when i first heard this um i just remembered um discussing with my friends about how this album made slayer look cute yeah (laughs) like it was like oh nice one slayer slayer you're so you're so naughty slayer (laughs) 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 And then uh, and then this came out. But anyway, yeah, I've said all I think I need to say about it It's an absolute classic. And our joint number two, which leads us to our joint number one, Carnival Corpse album. Hell yeah. Take it away, (laughs) sir. Okay,
1: so number one, the bleeding. Uh, I'm just going to say I'm going to say right out of the gate, you are 100 percent right that this is probably the catchiest death metal album yeah. because it is like they're oh, like looking <laughs> at it now like staring through the eyes of the dead right out of the gate they finally nailed the ratio of what should be up in the mix and there's a serious groove present on this opener. yeah and yeah at the time of writing this i've put i really hope the groove element persists and it does. So had
0: you, had you really heard this album prior to doing this this podcast? I'd heard Strip, Raped, and Strangled. That was oh, it. Oh, man. Because this to me, this is like a greatest hits album, the way that it yeah, plays yeah. out. Because I have notes here, and my notes at one point just start listing all of the song titles in a row because I'm just like, it has all these songs on it. Like it's just, yeah. it's a fucking masterpiece. But con- Continue
1: yeah fucked with a knife it, that blast riff in the middle of that song is gnarly yeah and it's also like we said last time one of the best fucking song titles ever it, fucked with you know a knife, just yeah. It, yeah. yeah like that's the most death metal thing i think i've ever heard um stripped raped and strangled again is a classic and i first heard it about 11 years ago Watching these uh, Cookie Monster death metal memes that were a thing for a while, where you where people were editing Cookie Monster from Sesame Street. Oh yeah. And and there's one in particular where they took strip raped and strangled, and they edited it so well that every growl is in like perfect sync with his <laughs> mouth. So <laughs> they think they know who I am, All they know is I love cookies. Oh. Love cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my uh oh. pulverized is some oh, fucked God up goodness.
0: Return to f- Return to Flesh. <laughs> <different> <laughs> <measures>. <laughs> got that is got every single song ha this is yeah. I put this album up with like Injustice for All for being like one of the most air guitar played albums for me. Like yeah. it's just fucking good all the way through
1: yeah it's definitely equal measures brutal and groovy like this album has more low end than the previous three too and it benefits it greatly um the pickaxe murders you thought it was over
0: it's not over i came back (laughs) i brought my axe sorry (laughs) i'm just gonna add
1: a little blast yeah oh so cool um she was
0: asking for it yeah and like he, 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 here's that's here's got that I fucking put. rip <laughs> <laughs> it's guys, so good sorry i'm excited <laughs> uh,
1: i actually i actually put here the pickaxe murders is fast and fucked up and so is she was asking for it yeah. like it, it they both have that like real fast gnarly thing going on the the bleeding has a cool nightmarish technical riff and i love yeah. it yeah Force fed broken glass, <laughs>
0: more extreme
1: brutality. And you, and you
0: even get some choking sound effects from Chris Barnes in that too later on in the song. Yeah.
1: Where he's like... <laughs> but it's that the thing that does it for me is that spooky clean guitar at the end. Oh, yeah. As well. Yeah. That really adds to it. Because, like, that's the first time we've heard that. And um, an experiment in homicide is a brutal closer. But my god yeah. this album is something else like everything else they made has has moments where i think oh hell yeah and then some moments where i think well duh but this one has like consistently how do they keep following up badass with more badass yeah every time you know um and that that's that's the basis of the the bleeding for me yeah like, god, it, it, this damn. is
0: this is the peak of of Cannibal Corpse, to me. But I, I love this band so much because yeah, this may be the peak, but the but the you know the the, the decline from there it's not steep at all. Like it's just it goes down yeah. a tiny bit, and then you know you have your your ups and downs. But yeah. it's it's this is like I said it, th- to me. This is a perfect album. I would not change anything. I even feel like this is Chris Barnes' best vocals in anything he did um and every song is a classic it's not only my favorite cannibal corpse album it is one of my favorite albums period it's in my top yeah. 10 best albums ever made it wow. just never gets old to me it, the, the the cool shit on this album remains cool How, 20 35 however many years later it's it's been a while 94 um i don't know math <laughs> as i've as everyone's determined but, um, I just remember that, um, so in 94, like, you know, it was, it was still around the time that it was hard to get an album when it came out, unless I really prepared for it. Cause I didn't have a job and I had to like earn some money and then go buy it. But I had a really good friend whose parents were fucking amazing and they would just drive him to best buy all the time. And he would just buy whatever metal albums he could get his hands on. And
1: wow. then he would
0: dub copies for all of us. And, awesome. we, and we were also a bunch of people that listened to a lot of different kinds of stuff, too. We were listening to, to d- death metal, but also alternative rock and other stuff, too. And I remember he gave me a tape with the Bleeding on one side and Live Through This by Hole on the other side. Wow. And I love both of those albums, but... It took me forever to turn the tape over to the whole album because I kept rewinding it and being like, what the fuck have they done? Like they've made, like, I, I'm pretty sure at the time I thought this was the best metal album I had ever heard because I just could not get over how good it was. And yeah. I feel the same way today. Like it's all killer and no filler. And um, yeah, it's, it's. I guess for, for fans that, that get into them later, you may not be into it as much cause you're not into the Chris Barnes thing as much, or maybe you're into them being a little more technical with their stuff, but this has got some techie type shit on it. Yeah. Um, before you, before it was really referred to that way. Um, but man, this is just, it's, it's just a fucking amazing album. And I, we were so, I, I, I've, I think it was this year. I'm trying to remember. The same year, in 1994, um, we were all really into this album and into this band, and we went to the movie theater to see a movie, and that movie was Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. No way. And we we were going to see this movie because, especially for me, I was a fan of the show In Living Color, so I already liked Jim Carrey because he was on that show. Yeah. And we're sitting there, and we don't even expect it, and all of a sudden... Cannibal Corpse is in the fucking mood. Have you seen Ace Ventura? Okay, see so you know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So once, once you because because literally the first thing you hear is the beginning of Hammer Smash Face. You go and we all look at each other and then start headbanging and like nobody else in the fucking theater is headbanging. Just a row of us yeah. scruffy looking kids. <laughs> We're all fucking go- losing our shit. And I just yeah. remember like a movie that I already thought was pretty damn funny. I just walked away from it being like fucking Cannibal Corpse was in the movie. Like, yeah, I just... I, th-
1: I think it's a crime just while we're on it. Like, I think it's a crime that they deleted that scene where he gets up on stage with oh, them. Oh, yeah. Like, like, that needs to get back in that o- movie. Over,
0: over here, I think if you watch the televised version, it's they put that scene in there. Um, nice. I think because I have to cut out some other kind of raunchy humor from it or whatever. But, um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's a really dumb movie, but it's got Cannibal Corpse in it, and... Um, I just, it's just one of those, one of those moments where I just, where all of a sudden, like the, the, the rest of the world and my world collided where all of a sudden I was just like, this was music that like out out of me and maybe five or six of my friends, I didn't know anybody who listened to shit like this. And then all of a sudden a Hollywood movie and there's, there they are. Cannibal
1: Corpse. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh and so I've always I've always just been like, that's so amazing. Cause like that's probably my favorite like band cameo in a movie ever. Cause like there's been a lot of them, a lot of really good ones. But that's the one where like I just was I so didn't expect it to happen. And I just it's it's just fucking cool as shit. Um, but yeah, the bleeding. <laughs> the the <laughs> bleeding is our joint number one Cannibal Corpse album. And um it's not a surprise to me, um, because once we said we were doing cannibal corpse, I wrote down the album titles and then way above all the rest of them. I just wrote the bleeding. Cause I'm like, well, this is going to be number one. Yeah. Done, <laughs> I just got to <laughs> <laughs> yeah. figure out where everything else is going to go. Um, yeah. so yeah, that was, that was, that was fucking fun, dude. We've, we've, we've almost hit two hours on this one, man. Nice. And, uh, we only, we only did a little bit of, uh, of wanking off talk <laughs> just a little bit so uh yeah, yeah. And do you have anything else to say before we wrap this one up uh this was really fun uh it, it was uh a great excuse
1: for me to listen to every single cannibal corpse album mm-hmm. because it the, uh, the fun thing about like doing a band that i don't perhaps know so many of the albums of is that mm-hmm. it it gives me a reason to check them out and then i very often Exit these experiences with a bunch more albums that I like now. So yeah. that that's always a fun side effect of this show. I mean, I, man, yeah. I
0: fucking I showed you I got the first Toto album on vinyl. Hell yeah. A 1978 pressing of that album on vinyl is <laughs> is, is is mine. And um, nice. Um, yeah. So yeah, that does that does happen. And then that's 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 it's awesome. It's just, you know, really that's the big thing about having these discussions, is like sometimes it really does. Not well. Not only do I listen to an album that maybe I wouldn't or haven't as much, but also it it really gives you a different perspective on some of these things that maybe you've heard a bunch of times. But you put it into context with other things, and you go, "Wow, this album that I love in the grand scheme of things really isn't as strong as these other ones." You know, it's it's interesting. (laughs)
1: Yeah,
0: um, but yeah, that that's it. And once again, peanut butter platypus, you're you're all you're all lovely. All of the plen- I looked up the plural of platypus, and apparently, platypie? no, it's platypuses. Apparently, scientists really will use the word platypuses, and platypi is not really um, correct at all wow um holy shit but that's just from a brief google search so i you know don't <laughs> don't you know that's the the internet could be lying to me because it lies to a whole lot of people as you if you pay attention out there there's <laughs> some people that buy all sorts of shit hook line and sinker but that's for another podcast <laughs> um so yeah peanut butter platypus you guys are the best um uh where we are the next thing if you're listening to this when it comes out The next thing we are going to be doing, if it goes as planned, is a live Q&A on YouTube um, on Saturday. I think it's the 19th. Yep. That's the 19th. So, yeah, Saturday, the 19th of June, 2021. uh, That sounds weird saying it that way. Why did Uh I do that? 2021. (laughs) Um, We're going to be on YouTube at um, 1 p.m. Central. Um, which would be 7 p.m. your time zone over in England, in jolly old England. So so we'll be on there. Um, We're going to be posting uh, links on our various social media so you can save the spot. But um, we'll see how it goes. I don't know how many people are going to be out there wanting to ask us questions, but we figured it was high time that we directly interacted with our audience. So this best this essentially goes mostly for you peanut butter platypuses out there. Cause we, we know you guys will be there. Um, so hopefully yeah. you'll be able to join us. I don't know. Cause we do have some listeners in other countries and I don't know where the time zones fall, but hopefully you're able to make it. Um, so, um, until then this is your old pal, old head saying, um, give him head. And um, I will be throwing it over to Mr. Eddie Sparks, as usual, to take us out. Later.